to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. More importantly, follow the show that is on Twitter at, at HEF us on Facebook where you can find all the English language content there there is to find on Eintracht Frankfurt that is facebook.com slash H E F pod. And of course you can also always email the podcast with your questions as hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. So I don't do this uh, podcast alone and uh, I go to Bad Philbo but once again Roman has joined me for this extra special interview that we have coming up. Roman Hello good? hello what's up what's up Great to be here again on this very special day, very special occasion. And uh, Brian, I am as excited as you are because we do have a very, very, very special guest today. Indeed, indeed we do. Uh, none other than the leading scorer of Eintracht Frauen, the leading scorer of the uh, the Frauen Bundesliga herself, uh, capped multiple times about the German national team, and also applied her trade in the United States for a brief time with the Penn State Nittany Lions and of the Big Ten Conference. That is Laura Freigang. Hello, Laura. Um, pleasure to have you on the hey. podcast. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the warm welcome. I kind of have to correct you for a second. I, I don't think I'm the leading goal scorer anymore, sadly. I think uh, I think a Hoffenheim player passed me yesterday, so well, that, that is sad, uh, sadly not a fact anymore. <laughs> I will ch- you'll change that pretty quickly, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. So, I hope you know. so. I hope and we're so. biased, so that's all fine, you know? That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a matter of uh, put it, uh, having a replic- replicatable uh, performance against your next opposition in Werder Bremen, and you know all things will be right again, and you'll be uh, leading the charge for the, I guess, the female equivalent of the Tor Schuster Canon. Uh, I'll do my best for sure. <laughs> so an interesting, you've had an interesting. Um, Youth career, uh, born in Kiel in the north of Germany. Uh, you started, uh, like, you had a major part of your youth career. Uh, you went down south, uh, compared to Kiel, uh, down to Mainz before heading to the United States. What was the, what was the drawing factor of you coming to the United States and, uh, playing at the collegiate level, uh, here in the USA? I think uh, the main reason was that I kind of um, missed having fun playing soccer because, um, I mean, I played in the second league before going to the U.S. and it's definitely definitely a different sort of appreciation or maybe less appreciation, you could say, of uh, women's soccer, at least in the second league in Europe. So um, when I got the opportunity to visit Penn State and I also visit, visited Florida State, I just I got to experience uh how different that could be um and i noticed right away i mean um how professional it is at the college level um and i really i felt like the first time i stepped foot on campus i could feel the atmosphere and how that was different to to germany and i really wanted that and i got exactly what i expected after that visit i mean i i went to penn state and i had an amazing time for two years yeah, the uh, the cold. Uh, let's not beat around the bush. The cold and heavy snow of State <laughs> College is definitely different than the warm summer sun. The Brand Haberland, who comes from Florida, your teammate, uh, you would have experienced that if you had gone to Tallahassee. What 
what was the kind of deciding point between Florida State and Penn State for you? Um, I think it was just the vibe I got when I when I visited. I don't I don't really know what it would have been like if I went to Penn, uh, Florida State, but I I never regretted my experience, not even uh, my decision, not even after experiencing uh, two cold winters um, in, in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, I love the teammates and also the team won the national championship the year before. So I felt like soccer wise, that was the best decision I could make. Um, and I also, I mean, I like the idea that most of my teammates were from the U S while at Florida, it was a very mixed team from, from different countries, but I kind of wanted the American experience. So I felt like that's what, what I got at Penn state. Yeah, definitely uh, under the the current coach, uh, Erica Dombach, a lot of uh, success has been had there and by the previous coach and Erica Walsh at Penn State. So you had a pretty good career at Penn State. Uh, did you think that you were – did you always know that you were going to return back to Germany? Was the NWSL ever on the cards for you? Um, I mean, I, I – to be honest, I didn't think about that too much when when I went to Penn State. I knew that it was a possibility for me to stay four years, um, but I also knew that um, after I was done with the youth national teams in Germany, that I mean I was kind of out of sight, out of mind for for the German national team, and that was always my goal to play at the highest level. And I just felt like I had the best opportunity to do that when I went back after two years um, because I felt like my priorities wouldn't have aligned if I would have stayed at Penn State, even though it's a great level. But if I just, I mean, there was a new national team coach that year. And if I wouldn't have played in Germany, I don't think I would have gotten the same chance to, to play for the national team that I got when I went back to Frankfurt, if that makes sense. Uh, totally makes sense. You have, uh, during your time at Penn State, uh, some people find that the student-athlete experience is good. Some people find that the student-athlete experience is not what they bargained for. Um, you were an advertising major in an academic all-big town, uh, student-athlete. So for you, did that better mold you in terms of your maturity as both uh, a player and, you know, as a, a young adult? For sure. Um, I have to be honest, I, studying was not my first priority when I went to, to Penn State, but I knew that I had a responsibility, um, because as, I mean, as soon as I got there, the latest, um, I saw how, um, important it was to the whole team, to, to, to all the players. So I did my best to, to, to not pull down the GPA too much because everybody else was just so on top of their shit and I was just, it's such a mess, um, but I think um, it was really good for me to, to get my butt kicked in that uh, in that aspect for sure. Because uh, I think I mentioned a couple times in interviews that I'm not an organizational talent necessarily, so that was definitely something that I improved on. One of the the many things um, I was held accountable the whole time by the coaching staff, by my teammates. Um, so yeah. I, I tried, for sure. <laughs> yeah, 
you have had uh, you've been able to take the success from Penn State to Germany, but a, a more direct question is: Would you think that uh, the avenue of going through the NCAA route, uh, going from you know uh, the the lower leagues of the German women's system over to the NCAA, do you think that is a route that? More women in Germany or even across Europe should uh, consider in terms of developing maybe a, a different uh, different sort of uh, career that they can then have for a trajectory. I think that's not an easy question to answer because I think that's a very individual. Uh, I mean, you have to decide that individually. For me, I think it was definitely the best, and I think that the college level in general isn't. Is, is high and shouldn't be considered, I mean, too low f- to, to go pro after. I mean, so many, I mean, all of the <laughs> women's national team players in the U.S. Um, played at the college level, so there's no reason to say that you shouldn't do that. And it didn't definitely didn't harm me. Um, I felt like I um, had a lot of growth soccer-wise, but also personality-wise, and I think um, being a soccer player is not always just about soccer. It's just, it's, it's the whole package. It's, it's being a person. And I felt like my time at Penn State really helped me with my overall development as a player and as a person. So for me, it was the right thing. I think there's a lot of people that should consider it if, if that's something they want to experience like a different culture, a different level, a different style. It definitely helped me. Um, so yeah, I would, I would suggest that to anybody who's thinking about it. And like as as one of the rising fast rising stars, so to say, do you do you see any other like other barriers that can be addressed for young women in uh, in, uh, in in the U.S. or growing? Like do you do you see there's some improvement that can be done um, at the college level? You mean? Yeah, for for you, right? For when you when you grow fast and you you get out there, and uh, like, did it, was it easy for you, or did you did you see some hurdles coming along the way? Um, it's tough to say. Uh, I felt like I don't know when you can use that saying. It always happened to me in the U.S. I feel like yeah. I wanted to translate German sayings and it just didn't work. But I I felt like my experience uh, to to. I don't even I don't even want to call it the top at all because it's so far yeah. from the top. But my whole experience as a soccer player has been kind of like a staircase. I felt like I just have to take the next step, the next step, the next step. And yeah. the college experience definitely was one of those steps for me, a huge step. Um, so if that answers your question, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you, do you so you don't have a master plan? Or do you have a master plan? And you don't I don't need- have a master plan at all. I always try to keep my, my end goal in mind. But I also know that things change. Yeah. Um, I think half a year before I went to the U.S., I didn't even really consider it because yeah. I put a lot of pressure on myself to always do the right thing, to always do what's you know like known to be the best mm-hmm. thing. And the college level experience wasn't something that a lot of coaches in Germany suggested, but I felt like yeah. it was the right thing for me. And that was good to know. Also, looking back now that, I felt comfortable making that decision for myself and it worked out for me, which makes me really happy at the end. Yeah, and you came back with a bang, so to say, right? So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it took me a little, a little while to get used to, to, to playing in the Bundesliga, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a different level. It's, it's different soccer. It's 
way more tactical. It's very, very physical. Yeah. Um, so I, it took me a year, I think, to really get used to everything, but that's normal. I think that yeah, that totally. would be the same case if I yeah. have come from the second league in Germany. So why make a difference there? And then moving back to Germany, because like obviously, I mean, great time in the U.S., but we are happy that you were back here, right? Especially <laughs> Frankfurt, best club in the world. We all know this. Um, but uh, was it was it a was it a big change again coming to Germany, playing in the Bundesliga, the Frauen Bundesliga? <laughs> For sure, in, in many different ways. Um, I felt like I really had to grow up in a lot of ways. Um, first, it was it was very tough coming from the U.S. where you have all your teammates around you all the time. There's always something going on. And yeah. then I moved into an apartment by myself for the first time. I mean, I had a roommate, but still um, had to take care of everything myself. I missed so many bills. You can't yeah. even <laughs> imagine. It was so tough. And then also... I mean, as I mentioned, the college level profession it's so professional and even the Bundesliga here can't even compare to all the facilities really? to all the yeah. possibilities you have. It's just insane. I mean at least at Penn State and I know that's the case for a lot of colleges. Um so I kinda had to go back to you know, to being a little more humble with, you know, everything that we yeah. have. You kind of take it for granted after being at Penn State for two years that you have a huge weight room and and 25 coaches around you all the time taking care of you. That's just not reality in Europe necessarily. That was kind of something that was hard for me to adjust to. Um, yeah, and then also just not being happy with the way I played my first season in Frankfurt, to be honest, because as I mentioned, I, I had to get used to it and I didn't feel like I could really force my style of play on the opponents and just do my thing. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm all good now. <laughs> Two yeah. years later. It just took a little while, but for sure it was tough. Cool. Yeah, I, this this I can totally imagine when you when you have a switch like this. Uh, were you in a dorm in the U.S., in Penn State? I or? was for two yeah. years, actually, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. Um, the year that I should have moved out of the dorms, so my mm -hmm. sophomore year, we only had, like, three seniors, and there was no spots open. We lived in, in houses. Um, so there was no spot at the house open and I didn't plan on moving into some house yeah. off campus. So I just stayed in the dorms for another year. So I had the full, full dorm experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you seem to really miss the dormitory experience. Is there anything else that you miss about uh, living in uh, the close confines of State College? And to preface for some people where State College is, it's smack dab in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania where you're just surrounded by mountains and woods. Uh, that was a, <laughs> nice and picturesque. I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you because I felt like the two years I really only walked around on, on campus and downtown. I didn't see... I, I saw nothing in Pennsylvania. I didn't. I didn't go to Philadelphia. I didn't go to Washington. Really, I just. I was at Penn State the whole time, and I really got to value my teammates and just the people around me. That was what was most important to me, and that's what I kind of could rely on the whole time. And and those people made the time so amazing. Not necessarily. I mean, there was no big city near or anything crazy to do. It was just. The football games and hanging out with your teammates, basically, maybe going to a party every once in a while in spring. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I miss the all the people there that I spent such great times with. And um, I love the whole atmosphere there and the way that, 
I mean, it's just a different lifestyle a little bit. Yeah. And the way um, everybody thinks about life, it just feels like it feels a little different to mm-hmm. to Europe. I don't know how, whether you can, whether you know what I mean. It's just it's just a crazy atmosphere, and I miss that for sure. Yeah. I, I can totally relate to that, right? Since I usually live in San Francisco, and now during the uh, during these times, I, I kind of fled uh, my 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 new home state. So I'm I'm totally with you. But coming moving back to good old Eintracht Frankfurt, um, what was like? Okay, um, you you start at the FFC um, and then the switch to Eintracht Frankfurt. So let's talk about this. So what was there? Was it for you a big change to move from the FFC to to Eintracht Frankfurt? Was that also excited? Like, what was your feeling towards Eintracht before? Um, and I mean, I can imagine it's a, a big big change coming up. For sure. Um, I mean, I knew that the the club was. A really big deal in the city, and everybody's super super supportive. And to be a part of that now feels amazing. Uh, I feel like it's a it's it's a switch that makes sense, and and a switch that had to be done. And for me as a player, it's super exciting because we're definitely moving forward. I mean, mm. with all the history that FFC Frankfurt had, we could just couldn't keep up with all the expectations maybe um, that were held. With the name of the club, we were we were a young team. We were not the same team that Frankfurt always used to be. I mean, the top team in, in yeah. Germany, maybe even Europe. So I feel like this switch um, now to uh, Eintracht makes a lot of sense and feels amazing. And I feel like I'm part of something big, and that's the best feeling for a player. I feel like that is super cool. Yeah, we we feel the same, right? So I mean, we've been always we at the podcast. We've been always big fans of of women's soccer, and I mean now we're even more excited that Eintracht or that the FFC joined uh, uh, forces, so to say. Um, and I think it's super cool to see what's happening and witnessing you guys play and uh, you know growing. And also what you mentioned before, you know if. Um, um, there's always a chance, right? So when you, with the experiences you have from the US and here now in Germany, I think it's also cool to see how things can grow, right? And like where you know where stuff is on a very professional level and it's a good way to get there, right? So it's probably also exciting to be part of that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. You're, kinda, you're hinting at the kind of changes that are happening in the women's game. Um, are you kind of referring to the two teams that have been uh, currently sitting at the uh, top of the table in uh, Wolfsburg and uh, Bayern, the way that they've kind of brought their female clubs along and some other clubs around Europe are starting to have men's teams are bringing their clubs along. Yeah, I think it's, it's a matter of professionalizing uh, women's soccer. And I mean, finance plays a role in that. I mean, putting money into women's soccer will be important. In the mm-hmm. next couple of years, building women's soccer up and giving us the chance to, to represent ourselves and maybe uh, gain more fans and, yeah. and more following. So I think it's an investment for sure. And we know that. Um, but I think it's an investment into the future. And I think, for example, the U.S. women's national team shows what women's soccer can do. Um, and I don't yeah. think that our <laughs> level of play is, um, is not something that people would watch. Um, I'm a firm believer of the fact that we play in a in an entertaining way, and I hope that we get the the chance to show that more. And teams like Chelsea, Man City, Manchester United, they they're willing to put some money into it. And I think you can see the first 
um, steps that are being made and, and the first gains of that trust into women's soccer. Yeah, I tell you, we, we suffer a little bit because we would love to see more of women's soccer, right? So it's so tough to watch you guys, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, why? Why isn't there like not like even like a paper play, you know, like, I mean, if yeah. it's not, you know, it's like, oh, why do they not make it more publicly available? You know, it's Same really thing here. We had yeah. Friday, games on Friday and I would have had the chance to watch the other teams play on Saturday or Sunday. But I, I mean, nobody really gets a chance to do that. There's only like a couple of games on maybe yeah. stream. Uh, if you're lucky, it's on live TV every once in a while. I think that's a huge, something that has to be changed in the future. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, um, I mean, it's always the rights. It's always not a discussion uh, on, on this uh, level where we are, right? But I, I definitely believe there needs to be more women's soccer, right? And maybe even mm-hmm. Eintracht TV, wouldn't that be cool if Eintracht TV would show even like past matches, you know, kind of like the same way they do this I, with men's. I think they do want to, but I think there's a lot of issues yeah, with yeah, yeah. having a right to do that. Exactly. So that's kind of tough, and and I think there needs to changes need to be made up top, maybe yeah, to, to exactly. ensure that that's possible in the future. Yeah, I agree, and I think this will happen, right? Because it doesn't doesn't make sense. It's so great to watch, and it has improved a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think we just have to wait a little bit, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> like what men's soccer used to be a while ago, you know, like you were tough to watch it and now we watch it, uh, wherever we want, whenever we want. And, Hopefully uh, it'll make the same, definitely. <laughs> same sense more. I think so. The clubs are going to help, right? So Eintracht Frankfurt, definitely, I mean, they want to do the same thing, right? They want to show you guys, right? Definitely. And, uh, and they will do everything they can to make, uh, make, uh, women's soccer more accessible to more fans. Well, we have a section in our podcast about, uh, women's soccer. So every time we take a little bit, uh, um, time aside, you know, to talk about you guys. And, um, yeah, so we try to promote wherever we can. Um, but even for us, it's sometimes tough if we can't watch it. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> we do, hey, we do, we do our best here on the podcast. Um, so getting that we've kind of built up to the time now as a part of Eintracht, uh, the season so far, you guys have been at the upper ends of the table. You've had a real tough, uh, th- last three matches with the, the classic, the, the old school classic of Frankfurt and Potsdam, uh, also followed up by Wolfsburg and then Bayern. Uh, you got one match before you kind of close for, uh, comfortably long, uh, winter's break, uh, with Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen, uh, match earlier in the season was played at the, was played at the uh, Deutsche Bank where you guys won five to one you put you put on a dazzling display in one of the few games we've been able to watch so far this season we're hoping that you uh, that you can uh increase that tally by you know like three or four more goals you know just make it a a nice uh goal per every 10 minutes you know that would be quite the entertainment that you guys have been able to put on i wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say no <laughs> <laughs> you know or you could have uh, 
Roman, I forget the German phrase for the what's the what's the German phrase for the natural hat trick where you score uh, all three goals in a row and you score one on your left, one on your right, one with your head. I'm trying to remember what the hell one is. Uh, a hat trick? Is a hat trick? No. Three I goals. mean, I mean, yeah, a hat trick, but I think there's like a special term for a natural hat trick where you score uh, from all three different ways and all three goals, you know, all in a row. I'm German and I have never heard of that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll come to me. But anyways, um, with the kind of the results that you guys have gotten so far, have, and with one more to play for the season, um, do you feel that you guys are in place uh, to go into your winter pause and be able to kind of take a take a step back and look at the season and be like, okay, we have seen what we've done right, we've seen we, what we've done wrong, and we will be able to mold ourselves to be able to have a go at the uh, that third place spot, which is now uh, as the Women's Champions League has been increased, um, is do you feel that you guys are in well placed to be able to uh, run up for third? Which I think, in in with my little experience of the Women's League, I think that the Champions League is that that step that needs to be taken to then be pushing on for you know taking on the the recent uh, big two of Wolfsburg and Bayern and lifting uh, that trophy come the end of the season. The Champions League is definitely a natural Frankfurt uh, goal to strive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Europa Pokal, exactly. Playing internationally is is would be a huge deal. But right now, I mean, we're in seventh seventh place after after the game yesterday against Munich. So right now, it's a little too far away to 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 say that's what we're playing for. I think we had a lot of chances in in some of the games to. To get more points, to do a little better, and to, to land higher on the board, and we miss those chances. And as you said, I think it's just taking a step back and reflecting on it is definitely what we have to do during winter break. And I think that will be important for us to do. I think, for example, in the game yesterday, we showed what we can do if we play at our highest standard, and that's definitely something we want to do um, for the rest of the season. And then hopefully we'll get more points. I mean. Nothing is ever impossible. Maybe if a lot of things go our way, um, it is it is still possible to to play to get third place. But that's a little too far away right now to actually set that as the main goal. I think we have to learn from our mistakes and play better, and then what will come will come. I mean, it will be amazing, but it will be tough for sure. A lot, as I said, a lot of things would have to go right for us. And um. When they come to the spring, um, have, has the club given you any hints that with uh, hopefully a, vac- a vaccine that will come to the club and the fans will be allowed to, fingers crossed, uh, return back to the matches? Um, uh, have they talked about uh, you guys returning to the Vodge Stadion to, uh, you know, uh, for any future matches for the remainder of the season? I've heard nothing about that so far oh. after. Hey, maybe perhaps this is a perfect time for us to say, "Hey, we'd like to see the women back at the big stadium show show themselves off on the bit on the big turf." And you know, the very moment that they open up that ground for everyone to come in, the you know, you're just going to have your traditional flood of fans, you know, walking through the forest, headed up to the stadium. You know, that'd be amazing. You know, I would love that. I, I won't be surprised if. 
if they uh, once everything is a go and fans can all return back that you guys play at the big stadium and then you know you're getting crowds that dwarf those everywhere else in the front Bundesliga and then you'll be at the top of the attendance charts going forward. Oh, hey, yeah, we're the, we're, we're optimistic here. Always optimistic. <laughs> For, and of course, we want you to get the Torschützen Kanone, right? So that's yeah. uh, that's what we'll be rooting, rooting for as well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, I hope I can score more and maybe also in the right moment. I felt like I did score a decent amount of times, but I mean, the past couple of games that were tough for us, I couldn't really help the team with goals. So that's something that always bugs me too. I mean, for example scoring twice in Zand, but then yeah. losing three to two, that's not something I'm too proud of them. Yeah. It's just, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, but you know, as a, as a soccer player, you know, things happen when they happen and you just yeah. got to stay on it. And the most important thing is what you mentioned at the beginning, you know, while you moved into to the U.S. is when you missed having fun. I think we can see that you are having fun again. And I think all of you, like when I watch, I mean, obviously I can't watch the full matches in, in, to that extent, but mm -hmm. uh, whatever we can see is we can see you, you guys having a lot of fun on the pitch, loving to play, and it seems like you've got a good team spirit. So I think... We're we're in and for that's a treat. How it should be, right? Exactly, exactly. That's the base. Exactly, and it's only the first season as Eintracht Frauen, right? So there are many to come. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, I would hope so. Super cool. Uh, so with uh, we're kind of wrapping things up here. Uh, you've recently uh, to take things away from the Eintracht discussion. You've recently uh, made great strides with the uh, the National Mannschaft. Uh, You've got a, a nice hat trick that you were able to score in English shot against Greece. Uh, I foresee with the goal scoring, uh, your prowess that you've shown with the Eintracht that you're going to continue this with the German national team. Um, is at, at a, is your goal for as an international player to be, is it to be ne the next step for you to be participating in Japan at the, uh, with the, the Olympics, or are you looking further down the line to even uh, the European Championship in, uh, I guess that will be uh, 2022 now? Unfortunately, we are not qualified for the Olympics, so even if that would be my goal, that would be possible. Um, oh, sorry. It would so be tough. That means, though, that I, I will have the chance to further show myself uh, in friendly games, which um, for me maybe is an advantage. Um, Uh, yeah, I, I hope I'll get the chance uh, a couple more times to to show what I can do for the national team. I know I uh, got pretty lucky to, to <laughs> get so many good assists in the game against Greece. I think I was uh, in the right place uh, at the right time, but I, I, I hope I can show uh, what I can do more um, throughout the, the following year. And obviously it'd be a dream and a goal for me to, to play at it at a European Championship, I mean, that'd be amazing. But I know that there's so many good players in Germany and that is still a far, far way to go for me to, to really have my foot in the door and, and make a difference. Well, you know, we need a new big at Princey in Frankfurt, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's I don't think those are footsteps I can feel. Oh, never say never. Never say never. <laughs> we'll see. Well, you know. One thing is already different. Birgit Prinz never played for Eintracht Frankfurt, right? So that's already a big difference. <laughs> right, right. No, nobody compares to her, to be yeah. honest. I, I don't even want to make any comparisons. She's, 
she I mean she's one of a kind she always will be um that's for sure have you met her is she like available for you guys or she's actually uh, on the staff uh, with the women's national team so I have talked to her with her a couple of times oh cool um she's she's an amazing person uh, and very interesting very interesting I played her once. Uh, this is my little story. For people of the podcast know that I played once the FSV Frankfurt girls and we lost horribly. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, so that's always, that was my little, that's my little funny. story. But, you know, I've played and I've played really bad, uh, but I've played against, um, uh, the, the women's, uh, my team wasn't that bad. I was bad, right? So that's the difference. <laughs> um, but, uh, at least I played her and, uh, yeah, and, and they really, and that's always why I'm advocating also for women's soccer, right? Because like they really kicked our ass, um, literally. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. So, but here we go. I think you have you have a good chances to um, sure you you're still young. You got everything ahead of you. I think you got a good professional mindset, and Frankfurt is the right club. And uh, yeah, let's. I, I you, you got you got me rooting for uh, for reaching all your goals. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, that kind of wraps up everything we we had for Laura. Uh, Laura, we kind of used that at the end of the podcast to allow our guests to kind of promote where they can be found on social media, what you might be uh, up to, whether that be philanthropic or just kind of anything else that you have uh, going on. But as a parting question, uh, well, shucks, it is. We're recording this on the 14th of December. Christmas is around the corner. What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing about the Christmas season for you? Uh, I think just downtime with my family and just really taking a breath and maybe not having to to go to practice for once. I mean, I love <laughs> it, but I really enjoy the time that I that I have off every once in a while and just I don't know, watch TV with my little brother or have a talk with my parents and drink some hot tea that night and watch a movie that's really like the, the small things I enjoy and seeing my grandparents, the, the classic but quality time I would say Oh very good and where can we follow you on social media, what what attention can we bring uh, towards uh, things that you have on the side Um, My Instagram is just my name, Laura Freigang and I try to be as active as I can and post interesting content um, yeah, so follow me if you're interested. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I gotta say about. Well, uh, I follow you, and uh, yeah, you do post regularly, and I think that in you're a budding social media butterfly that you are. Uh, Roman, uh, make sure that the SFA Eagles uh, Instagram account is then following her as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I followed her already on a personal note, oh. but of course, the SFA <laughs> Eagles will do the same thing. Thank you. I will follow back for sure. And uh, it's been great having you on. We hope that we might be able to speak to you perhaps a little further down the lines. But in the meantime, best of luck uh, for the remainder of the season. And hopefully you'll be lifting at minimum for you as an individual at the toll shoes to come on. And, hey, why not the Dave Bay Pokal at the end of the season in Cologne? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. and that's going to wrap it up with our interview with Laura Fragang. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at 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 hefpon on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash hefpon. From all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, it's 
Tschüss.